everyone. Welcome to Shot Callers, a storied rivals podcast where we sit down with high school football coaches previewing the 2023 season. And today we're branching out into some Columbus area schools. We're in the OCC with the New Albany Eagles, and we're with head coach Brian Finn joining the show. Coach Finn, really appreciate your time. Uh, we're two weeks away from football starting, so if if it started today, though, are you ready to rock and roll? Uh, no, sir. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, it does not start. Uh, today or tomorrow or even next week. Uh, the guys are working really, really hard, uh, but no, we are definitely uh, not ready for Marysville. Uh, you know, we, we got to continue to uh, find a little bit about the New Albany Eagles first. That's fair. Uh, so did you get to take any trips this summer, uh, kind of recharge before the season started, before all your off season stuff, any kind of summer vacation stuff? Yeah, we, we you know, as a, as a football life and a football family um, that we've been now for as long as we have. We always go on vacation the second week of June, uh, down to Florida usually, or typically wherever, wherever the family wants to go. But we've been going down to Florida now for the, uh, you know, the last few years. Um, but yeah, it was a good time, you know, uh, family, friends, uh, kind of a, a, a bigger group that went down there and, and definitely something that because of football, you know, that's just the best time for us to get it out of the way because of everything else we do in the summer. Yeah. So talk to me about week one then, because it's the one week of the year where you get the most time to prep for an opponent. And last year you beat Marysville 35 to nothing. Um, but you mentioned that you're you're not quite ready yet for them. If you played them tonight, you would not be ready for them. But uh, talk to me about like the prep going into a week one matchup versus the rest of the weeks of the year, because it's the time where you get you get the most amount of time to prep for you. Your opponent also gets all that time to prep for what you're going to do. But I mean, what how much prep do you put into week one because you do really have like that entire summer to kind of get ready for that week one opponent versus only having one week for the rest of the opponents yeah i you know and again i i can only speak to to what we do um you know so so we may do things a little bit different than maybe some other programs uh but for us we we really truly just spend a lot of time focused on New Albany uh, and focusing on what we're trying to do and, and the kids that, uh, you know, trying to make sure that we're, we got the right kids in the right place. It's not to say that we don't have Marysville, obviously, is our week one opponent, not to say that we haven't spent any time thinking about them, uh, you know, because you do have to take advantage of the time that you have. Uh, but I've learned a long time ago that you you got to you got to spend more time on you than you do them. And that's what we're really doing right now. We're really evaluating who we have and we're, we're excited to see, you know, what we might become and uh you know the right people in the right places and those kinds of things so it's really about us right now um you know we'll we'll focus our attention you know more specifically to marysville here in the next couple of weeks for sure um, but for right now it's all about the eagles so this is uh, only your second season being the head coach of the eagles uh, but you've been with the program for you know now almost 25 years um, so I guess talk to me about the passion for not only just football, but for New Albany Eagle football, because as soon as coaches, if they're with a program for a handful of years and they get uh, maybe a head coaching opportunity elsewhere, if something pops up, a lot of a lot of coaches out there will kind of jump on those opportunities. But you have decided to stay. And I don't know if you've ever had offers to go anywhere else, go coach anywhere else and be a head coach somewhere. But why was it important to you to stay with New Albany? And now now you're the head coach. And I guess just talk about that that journey for you being an assistant all these years and then now kind of stepping into that head coaching role. Yeah, so I, I found myself in New Albany in 2000. 
Um, and then through a series of coaching changes, you know, and then again, along the way, with the exception of maybe, you know, one head coach, Mike Golden, uh, that came to our program uh, back in 2003, I believe. Um, all of them were, were people that I knew, people that became friends of mine. And, you know, Coach Golden became a great mentor. So I was very, you know, lucky to have him be our head coach at New Albany, too. Um, but really, it was just a situation, you know, a turning of, of you know, changing of the guards. And as more of my friends and, and my colleagues became the head coach, obviously, I wanted to stay to support them. You know, that was probably, you know, one of the things. But, you know, also because I, I wanted to see uh, this thing through with New Albany. Um, you know, I love the kids in the community. Uh, I teach there, obviously, you know, we get great parent support, you know, so I was never really looking to be the head coach. That wasn't something that was, you know, at the forefront of what I wanted to do. Um, but then I also never um, wanted to be a head coach anywhere else. And, 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 you know, what I've said before is, you know, people talk about the grass being greener. Um, I've always wanted to, uh, you know, water this grass and mow this grass and, and see how it ended up being. And, and luckily, you know, we've had great success in large part because of the assistant coaches. Uh, we don't have a lot of turnover. You know, I, you'd have to ask them. I can tell you for me, I've just always liked how we've done things in our program, you know, and, and so there's really was never a desire uh, to go anywhere else. Um, I've always felt comfortable here. Um, like I said, the kids are great, and uh, there's just never really been a reason for me to, to venture outside of New Albany. So people all the time, like you see it kind of at all levels, like people always like to play like armchair quarterback or like backseat driver or, or backseat coach. And just like you, you watch a game on TV or you're watching from the stands, you're like, oh, I would have done this differently or I would have done that differently. But what's something that like either it's parents, people in the community, fans watching on the TV at home, like what's something about coaching at whatever level it is, but I, we can just talk, stick with the high school level. Like what's something about coaching that fans or parents just don't really understand or just don't understand that well. Yeah. I, you know, something that we do sometimes, not sometimes I do it quite a bit during the summer um, before we, we take the field or as we're getting ready to stretch, I always kind of turn to the kids and say, Hey, everybody wave at all the fans in the stands that came to watch us practice this morning. Um, and there's obviously nobody in there uh, or nobody out there. Um, because I don't think what people don't know is what they don't, they don't know. And I think it's fans and it's, and again, I'm a fan in, in, in many ways in a lot of sports, uh, I can fall victim to it too myself sometimes, but I try to remind myself that I don't know what's going on, you know? So when you're dealing with high school kids in particular, like there's a lot of things going on, you know, that you don't know, you know, that everybody has problems and, and, you know, and, and we've all, those of us, you know, they're a little bit older now when you look back and you think back when you were 15, 16, 17, 18, you had a lot of things going on, you know. You had girlfriend problems or you had, uh, you know, maybe you were, you were in a fight with a brother or sister or maybe a parent. Um, you know, maybe you had something going on at school. So there's a lot of factors and things that go on with kids uh, that we're trying to constantly manage. You know, we always keep that in the, you know, in the back of our minds. Um, but it, it's just, I think, overall, when we want to criticize a, a program or a, or a professional team or, a, you know, a, a big time in-state university and, and their head coach, you know, we don't know what's going on. You know, we don't know what happened at practice that week. We don't know who's hurt. We don't know who's not hurt. We don't know if somebody's been sick, not been sick. 
you know, and so when we make certain decisions and, and sometimes they go right and sometimes they go wrong, they're not usually based on just coaching. You know, a coach doesn't just show up on a Friday or Saturday and say, hey, we're just going to try this. You know, right. We've tried the, you know, we've looked at our strengths. We've looked at our weaknesses. We're trying to look at the strengths and the weaknesses of our opponent. And you have to try and make the best, best decision you can. And sometimes they work and, and, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes the team you're playing, the opponent you're playing, they're, they might just be more gifted. They might be more talented. Um, sometimes your kids, as much as you, you hope and as, as much as you've prepped and you've practiced and things like that, you know, sometimes they just don't execute. And I'll be the first person to tell you, sometimes I just make a bad decision. And that happens every once in a while too. You know, when you're in a game, you only get so much time to make that decision. So I think when we when we watch things as fans, you know, we get sort of emotional about it. And it's easy for us to say, well, hey, I wouldn't have thrown the ball or I would have threw, I would have ran the ball. Or I'd be in this defense or I'd be in that offense. But, you know, the reality is there's more there's more data at our fingertips and disposals nowadays than when I very first started. You know, you can you can get tendencies quicker and easier. You got more film that you can look at. And, and so you're usually trying to trying to make the best decision in a game situation based on the information that you have. And, and sometimes that's going into a game and then sometimes it's as the game's going on and you're trying to adjust and adapt. So again, I think it's just kind of what, what we don't know is what we don't know. And and so sometimes we get wrapped up into trying to, you know, try to come up with the best answer in the best way. But, you know, how many times are people when you're watching a game, how many times do we get to see what's going on on the sideline? You know, how often do you get to see during a play the reaction of the sideline and things like that? You know, little things that, that we don't pay attention to during a game. You know, we're focused on the play. We're watching what's going on. But yet there's other factors. You know, there's other things going on, and, and we don't know. You know, we don't pay attention to it, and we're not really sure. And I can tell you the, the unique thing about football, we've talked about this with our team, there's no other sport that prepares way more than we actually get to play. You know, for most of us, not not everybody, but, you know, for us, you know, we're preparing six out of the seven days a week. You know, so if you take that, obviously, simple math, you know, through a 10-week season, we're practicing or, or preparing essentially, you know, 50 to 60 times to only play actually 10 games. And you won't find another sport where you get to do that. You know, it, it, you in a lot of other sports, you get to play more than you get to practice. And so that brings another unique challenge in some ways too. You know, we get a long, we get a long necessary break in between games, but at the same time, there's a lot of circumstances and factors and things that come into play during that week as well. Yeah, I'm certainly guilty of it. Just sitting down and watching an NFL game, and I'm like, oh man, like why did why they do this or why they do that? It's, it, but it's certainly interesting to hear from a coach's perspective why fans shouldn't be backseat drivers and they should just watch what's happening and and take into account everything that's going on around them for sure um i do want to go in and you do i mean look and the fans are an important part of the game or why would we be yeah. playing them? you know so so it goes it goes both ways you know it goes both ways and 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 obviously like i said earlier like i love you know our parents are great we get great support um, I, you know, as coaches, any coach I'm sure you've interviewed, they're going to tell you this is just how it is. We know we, we are going to get second guessed. You're going to get criticized. You know, it just happens. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. And and in some ways it, it makes it you know challenging for me. But I know in some ways it also makes it enjoyable for others as well, because you are kind of like trying to put yourself into the game and you want to be a part of it that way. 
Right, right. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I do want to shift to something that's not necessarily high school football related because I had I had read somewhere that you had founded the the flag football and the track programs for the the new Albany Special Olympics, which is something that's kind of near and dear to me because both of my parents have uh, worked with people with developmental disabilities for a long time. Um, and my dad actually got to do a lot of stuff with the Special Olympics around, I think, eight or 10 years ago. So something that kind of hits home for me, and I just think it's a really cool thing. So I kind of want to know why it was important to you to get involved with the Special Olympics, start those programs, and what's your level of, of involvement with those programs now? Yeah, certainly. Um, and, and coincidentally, that's what I'm wearing today. Um, but uh, it, there was a family in New Albany, um, Paul and Amy Thomas. I got to give them credit because they're the ones that actually brought um, the concept and the idea. They had moved from one community to another, um, and they felt that there was a need for that. They, you know, they it, it's something that hits home to them uh, with their family. And so, quite honestly, I just answered an email. Uh, I used to be the head track coach here a long, long time ago. And they were looking for help. And so I just emailed them and said, hey, I, I would definitely be interested in helping. Um, I'm an intervention specialist uh, at the high school. So I work with with kids um, routinely, you know, all the time. Um, and then also growing up as a kid, you know, had lots of people in my family or, or connections to my family where, you know, people may have had a disability. Um, and then um, 14 years ago, which was, you know, you know, literally right before um, the Special Olympics uh, program started my son uh, Brady was born and he has down syndrome so it was a lot it was a lot of different factors and and kind of like timing and and just kind of weird you know circumstances that it brought it to me in, in a way um, but the funny thing is is I answered the email and I just said hey I want to help out and I didn't hear back from the Thomases for a long time and the next email that I got was a kind of like a out to the community email that said I was the new head track coach and so I called him up and I said, hold on a second. I, you know, I didn't I didn't volunteer for that. And, and we've gotten to know the Thomases really well over the years. And as they as they tell the story, they were like they were like, look, you were the only name we had. So we just put you at the face of it. So, um, you know, which it turned out to be great. And, and so we've taken that. And and obviously with our program at New Albany, our finished program, um, which is something that we um, that we work on at our at our program is kind of a leadership uh, program that we have. Um, I was able to kind of use the team to a, to a degree. You know, I, I, our guys never um, look at it that way. They want to help, which is awesome. Um, but I was able to have access to a lot of kids uh, to get volunteer help and things like that. And so, with our flag football program that we started years later after the track uh, program. Uh, goes on during our football season. It's every Tuesday. Once once we get rolling with football, uh, we end practice. And as soon as practice is over, as many guys that can stick around that, that want to help out, uh, we go to another field and the, the Special Olympics kids uh, meet us there. And the football team, the football players, really, they're the ones that actually run the whole entire thing. You know, I'm up there a lot of times just trying to help organize it and things like that. And, and I often, uh, I tell people this all the time, like, uh, we have to sometimes or I have to sometimes remind the guys to quit having too much fun with them, which sounds weird um, because they get up there and they all start having such a good time of just just being kids to a degree uh, that I have to remind them, hey, look, the, the goal is we're actually trying to we're actually trying to teach them how to play football. Um, so sometimes, you know, I got to tell the guys, you know, hey, look, like you guys got to quit you know, fake tackling and, and you know, running routes and all the stuff that you guys are doing. You guys are having too much fun. 
but it's been a great thing in our program for a lot of reasons. Obviously, it helps, uh, you know, anytime that we've had something not go our way, especially on a Friday night, to have those kids come out. They don't care. The, the Special Olympics kids don't care if we're 10-0 or 0-10. Uh, they just – they so much appreciate and love that the guys come up there and give them some of their time. Um, you know, so it's always a great reminder for us that, you know, football and, and sports and things are awesome, uh, you know, but they really is, it's just a vehicle. It's just a tool. It's a way to, to connect and things like that as well. And, you know, we often talk to the kids all the time, the, the football guys, we talk to them all the time, you know, that, you know, you're not, you're not limited, you know, necessarily with, with your abilities or your talents, you're just limited sometimes with opportunities. So it's been a great way for us to give, you know, a lot of people, and a lot of kids in New Albany and connected to New Albany, an opportunity to participate in sports and in, in, in a function or be a part of something that maybe otherwise they would not have the opportunity to do so. I, I love that so much. And it, like I said, it definitely hits home for me just because my parents have been involved in things like that for so long. And I love that you have the team involved as well. So I appreciate you telling that story and, and how you got involved in everything. Um, so I guess we'll try to segue into football for, for your team this year then. Um, so last year, almost made it to the state semifinals. Uh, you won three playoff games, 10 and four overall last year. Um, 13 seniors on on all the all OCC teams. So you have a lot of really talented guys that are leaving your team from last year. Um, and a couple notable guys like Christian Manville, your running back, had 1,700 yards and 30 total touchdowns, which is just insane production that you have to try to replace with with a bunch of other guys. And then uh, Tom Bowman, your linebacker, is just so versatile. He's not just a linebacker. He played on the offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, played some uh, played some wing back as well. I think also in middle school he played quarterback, I think I, I read. So, like, just a kid that could really do it all for you. So you're losing two guys like that. But I kind of want to know what your team looks like this year with who you do have returning um, and some standout Eagles that you think we'll see in 2023. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't replace – you know, Christian and, you know, a Colin Schuler and a, and a Tom Bowman and, um, you know, just all these great seniors that we had uh, uh, last year, you know, we had a lot of them. And then, and, you know, the year before it was kind of like the same deal. So, you know, you know, every once in a while, I'm sure every coach will tell you this, like you just, you have a run where, you know, you just, you, you have a lot of great talent and a lot of great kids. And, and where we're at this year is, is we're not sure yet. You know, it's not to say that we don't have that. I believe we have some good football players, but they hadn't. They haven't. The, the current seniors that are coming in, they've been stuck behind two pretty good classes. And so the the unfortunate side of that is they haven't gotten a lot of Friday night experience. And so that's that's what we're – and when I said earlier, like, we're focused on us, that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, we, we have to uh, make sure that, that we've got the right guys in the right places and things like that, which is why we're not, we're not ready for Marysville. You know, we got a scrimmage. You know, we got two scrimmages we got to get through, and that's going to answer. That's going to start to put some of the pieces of our puzzle together, and so we're not there quite yet. The guys that that did get some experience last year that we're counting on this year on the offensive side, we got a couple guys that that played some or started a few games or, or were significant contributors for us. Braylon Nash will probably be our quarterback this year. Uh, Braylon's a tremendous athlete, a tremendous student athlete, uh, just a tremendous overall leader, a great basketball player. So we're excited to see what he can do for us. He played some wide receiver and made some dynamic plays for us last year. Uh, Cole Von Cano was a kid that played uh, tight end for us. So he's the lone sort of returning starter, um, you know, on our offensive line. Uh, Jake Ryan is another kid that, that, that guard that got to play a little bit last year for us. 
um, at times. And on the defensive side, probably got a little more experience coming back um, from there. Um, our defense is going to be led by uh, Aiden Shipman, uh, one of our linebackers, Elijah Loudon, who's a defensive lineman uh, that, that played a, a significant role in a lot of what we did last year. And then we've got some defensive backs, um, uh, Cole Grady and uh, Tommy Roberts, uh, a couple of guys that, you know, again, that uh, got some significant playing time for us last year. So what we're lacking in sort of experience and depth and things like that, you know, it, we're also making up for it in terms of we've got a group of motivated kids that, that, that know that this is their opportunity. And so, you know, the challenge is obviously getting them to understand, again, what they don't know. Um, at the same time, also getting prepared for a, for a schedule that we think is is you know quite honestly a, a really good schedule, and our our OCC um, is is very daunting. I think our our division that we're in and the OCC is as good as any of them. Yeah, well, Coach, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to kind of share your story, talk some Special Olympics, and of course, preview your Eagles football team for twenty twenty three. This was fantastic. Uh, best of luck this year. Um, and you were a powerhouse last year in the OCC, so I'm looking forward to what you guys do this year and uh, go get to the state semifinals this year. And then once you get to the final four, anything can happen, man. So best of luck. We appreciate it, Will. Thanks for your time. And uh, I would say that the, the story rival guys do a great job. So we appreciate you guys coming out, the camera guys that, that come out in our locker room. Um, you know, they do a phenomenal job. And, and we know how much the families appreciate the product that you guys put out every Friday. So thank you for all you guys do for the for the kids.